Welcome to the weekly worship service from St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School in Bourbon A and Kankakee. In today's service, you will hear readings from God's Word, a message from our pastor, the Lord's Prayer, and a blessing for you and your family. But first, a few announcements about our ministry at St. Paul's. We invite you to join us for our weekly 5 p.m. Saturday worship service at our church located at 348 East Merchant Street in downtown Kankakee. We also hold weekly Sunday morning worship services at 8.30 and 11.05 at our school site, located at 1780 Career Center Road in Bourbon A. If you have any health reasons that might keep you away from in-person worship, please consider one of our alternative worship services, such as our worship page on our website, our weekly WKAN broadcast, and through our Facebook stream. You may also request an audio copy or opt for our podcast. All worship services and church information are available on our website at stpaulslutheran.net. The latest information on our response to the pandemic is available by clicking the COVID-19 tab at the top of the page. For more information about St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School, please call the church office at 815-932-0312. And now we pray that you are blessed by the Word of God in today's worship.
army, really. Uh, as Pastor mentioned, our epistle this morning is from Paul's letter to the congregation at Philippi. If anyone else thinks he has reason for confidence in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, as to the law, a Pharisee, as to zeal, a persecutor of the church, as to righteousness under the law, blameless. But whatever gain I had, I counted as loss for the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count everything as lost because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish, in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God that depends on faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection, and may share his sufferings, because like him in his death, that by any means possible I may obtain the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already obtained this, or am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own, because Christ Jesus had made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, Forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal of the pride of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. This is the word of the Lord. Please rise. St. Matthew, the 21st chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said, Hear another parable. There was a master of the house who planted a vineyard and put a fence around it and dug a wine press in it and built a tower and leased it to tenants and went into another country. When the season for fruit drew near, he sent his servants to the tenants to get his fruit. And the tenants took his servants and beat one, killed another, and stoned another. Again, he sent other servants more than the first, and they did the same to them. Finally, he sent his son to them, saying, They will respect my son. When the tenants saw the son, they said to themselves, This is the heir. Come, let us kill him and have his inheritance. They took him and threw him out of the vineyard and killed him. When, therefore, the owner of the vineyard comes, what will he do to those tenants? They said to him, He will put those wretches to a miserable death and let out the vineyard to other tenants who will give him the fruits in their seasons. And Jesus said to them, Have you never read the scriptures? The stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. This was the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in his eyes. Therefore I tell you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to the people producing its fruits. And the one who falls on this stone will be broken to pieces, and when it falls on anyone, it will crush him. When the chief priests and the Pharisees heard his parables, they perceived that he was speaking about them. 
And although they were seeking to arrest him, they feared the crowds because they held him to be a prophet. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Christ. The text for the message today comes from Paul's letter to the Philippians. Let's pray. O Lord, in your love, you have saved us and claimed us as your own children and help us to focus on what is truly important. And as we gather in the words of my mouth, may the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our maker and our redeemer. Amen. 
In the reading today, we heard this. Paul writes, whatever gain I had, I counted as loss for the sake of Christ. Indeed, I counted everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake I have suffered loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him. It's our text. There's a little meme or graphic I like reposting on Facebook occasionally. It's, it's, uh, it's sort of the side view of the brain. Uh, and, it, and it shows all the different sections and sort of what's held in those sections. Uh, there are small areas for things like math uh, and, and science and social skills. Uh, but the larger area are things like uh, uh, comic books, right? Uh, cartoon theme songs uh, or obscure science fiction references or Monty Python quotes. Uh, and the, the larger area is useless trivia. Uh, yeah, I can't tell you the number of times when watching a show or uh, when there is a question and I can answer it by speaking some useful trivia that's tucked in the recesses of my brain in my mind. Uh, usually, uh, Linda will look at me and sort of face crunch up and she asks the question, why do you know that? Yeah, trivia. Trivia like, uh, you know, it's impossible to lick your elbow or uh, impossible to sneeze with your eyes open or uh, that rubber bands last longer when they're refrigerated. Uh, yeah, uh, that uh, women blink twice as, uh, as much as men, or dragonflies have six legs, but you know what? They can't walk. Uh, and the average American spends about uh, two and a half days a year looking for lost items. Trivia. Now, when you think about it, our daily life consists quite a bit of trivia or trivial kind of things, right? Lots of little things, little insignificant things. Uh, things like brushing your teeth or, or combing your hair, eating breakfast, maybe uh, uh, putting a, a pen in your pocket or, or starting the laundry or, or doing the dishes and, and taking a shower and so on. Now, now none of those events are ever going to be recorded in the history book, right? Uh, they, they won't be remembered when you leave this life. Uh, when our obituary is read at our funeral, those of the service are not going to hear about all those events that make up almost 80, 85, 90% of our lives, those little trivial things. But even though those ordinary events make up so much of our life, they really aren't near as important as, say, the, the day that you married your spouse or the the birth of your children, or the happy time you spend together as a family, or, or maybe the marriage of your own children, or the birth of your grandchildren, right? You know, cleaning your teeth, doing the laundry, okay? They're important in their own way, but nowhere near as important as other things in life, like maybe our, even our education or the uh, a career path that we take. So what's more important? It, what's more important, a big screen TV or, or maybe a good relationship with the family and family members who, who share and support and help one another? Now, now, I'm not saying you can't have both, right? Uh, but uh, they, they can't go together. But, but when push came to shove, which would be more important to you? What's more enjoyable? A lavish dinner with all the trimmings, but the atmosphere is one of anxiety and bitterness or burger and fries with, uh, with the atmosphere of love and understanding. The world is really good at making trivial things seem important, right? People involved in advertising know exactly how to make the most trivial things seem to be so important. In fact, they, they make it seem like our lives just will not be complete 
uh, if we don't follow their advice, right? You know, you need to drink this brand of soda or, or use this deodorant or buy this kind of car or use this cleaning uh, uh, product. Or, or you, you buy those things and you'll be as happy as those bright, young, smiling faces uh, uh, in the advertisement. Advertisers try to convince us that the purchase of these things is more important than anything else in the whole world. They try to convince us that the pursuit of trivia, trivial things, is the easy path to happiness. You know what happens. We fall for it, right? Hook, line, and sinker so often, and it's not just once, but it's again and again and again. We're really good at getting sidetracked in life. Little things are treated like big things, and big things are treated like little things. You get it all mixed up. And we're led by the small things, the unimportant things, the trivial things. So it begs the question, what's, what is really important? Well, what are the really important things? Well, for start, God is important, right? Now, I hardly need to say that with this group I gathered here, right? Here in this church, everyone knows that. But we also know how often we forget that what's really important, and everything gets out of perspective. The existence of, of God and his love for you and me, that's important. The undeserved love and unmerited love of God for you and me, that is important. More important than knowing all the details about how vast and awesome the universe is. The fact that God has adopted you and me into his family uh, through the water of holy baptism, that he has promised to always walk with us by our side during the good times and the bad times in our journey throughout life. That is important. More important than having lots of money or even owning the biggest house in town. There's nothing more important than the, the entire world, that, than the special love that God has for you and for me. Yet somehow we manage to get sidetracked. We follow what other people consider to be the most important things, the most important values, trivial things. When Jesus walked on this earth, he wasn't sidetracked by trivia, right? He was always focused on what was important. As difficult as it was for him to do sometimes when he was tempted in the wilderness by Satan, when he, uh, when he uh, was tested in the garden of Gethsemane the night that he was betrayed, nevertheless, he always kept his eyes focused on what was important. Jesus reached out to people who loved. He healed people. He, he raised people from the dead. He forgave their sins. He taught them. And he challenged them to take up that cross and follow him. Right? These were great things, but the greatest was still to come. He died on a brutal cross, and in doing so, he paid the price for our sins, our failures, our overemphasis on the unimportant, trivial things of life. You see, Jesus died. Jesus was raised again. There's nothing trivial, right, about that happening. This is the most important piece of news to ever come into our world, that Jesus died for our sakes. That he went through all that just for you and me, simply because he wants us to share in him with the, with the joys of eternal life. If you want to know what the most important thing is in this life, this is it. It's all about Jesus and everything he has done for us. 
In his letter to the Philippians, Paul put it this way, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him. You know, uh, in, in the reading we heard it, whatever Paul considered as important prior to his conversion is now no longer his first priority. He once thought there were a lot of things that were more important. His heritage as a Jew, the festivals and ceremonies of the Jewish religion, uh, his obedience to the law. Uh, for him, really, those were the most important things. But in comparison with Jesus, all of it pales in comparison. To, to use Paul's words here, I considered it all as mere rubbish or garbage. You see, when we die, when we come face to face with Jesus, he's not going to ask, what kind of home did you live in? What kind of car did you drive? Did you wear the latest fashions? Did you have success in your business? I'm not going to ask you that. The question will be, how do you stand with God? Are you in that right relationship with him through faith in Jesus as your Lord and Savior? You know, God knows. God knows all about the trivial pursuits that fill your life. God knows how you follow all the ways of the world, so how easily you conform to the world standards. God knows about the small things that you put in a, a central place in your life. But he's always prepared to forgive and help us change our direction. God knows how we fill our lives with so many trivial things and try to live our life without it. God knows all about you. You might be a whale of success at work, but you're a miserable failure in your personal life. God knows all about the place that money and material goods have in your heart. God knows how, 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 how you forget the simple joys of faithfulness and love and care. God knows that we pursue so many trivial things instead of what is truly important. God knows that. That's why he sent Jesus to be our Savior. Because he knows our greatest need is to be forgiven and saved. We get so distracted. We get so focused on the trivial things instead of following Jesus. And yet, out of his great love for us, Jesus came to die for all the times we get our priorities all mixed up. That's why it's so important that we gather here as his children in worship. Because here, here we have a time in worship and in Bible study where the ordinary, the, the trivial business of life in the world is set aside, right? To focus on what is truly important. Here we gather, and it is a time of forgiveness. Here we gather, and it's a time to celebrate. Here it is a time to give thanks and hear what God has to say to us through his word. This is a time when we can place Jesus in the work he has given to us in, 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 as the one thing that is truly important in our lives. It's so easy, as I said, to get sidetracked and get things upside down, giving trivia more of our time and energy than it really, really deserves. It's interesting in this lesson that this lesson is also scheduled for the Lenten season uh, in the church here. Lent is that time of self-reflection and repentance. Uh, 
but self-reflection and repentance are not limited to the length of the season, right? I mean, this is, this is an important part of our daily lives. Today we're challenged to put first things first. We're challenged to take another look at what we regard as important and to recognize those things that we have maybe elevated in place of the most important things of life. I mean, there's nothing trivial about, trivial about Jesus Christ, about his suffering and dying for us. There's nothing trivial about the special relationship that we have with our Heavenly Father in the waters of baptism, right? We've been marked as his own. We've been claimed as his child. There's nothing trivial about the, the presence of our Savior in our everyday lives as he comforts and guides and supports us. There's nothing trivial about the forgiveness, strength, and life that we receive when we gather at his table. There's nothing trivial about the promise that Jesus gave, all who believe in me will never die. But we will enjoy eternal life in heaven. Nothing trivial about the impact that you and I can have in our families, in our church, in our community, in our world, as we seek to serve our fellow, uh, fellow uh, human beings in this world with the love of Jesus. In Jesus Christ, there is life. And there's nothing trivial about that. Let's go in his peace and joy. Amen. Please stand. And now may the peace of God that transcends all understanding guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Dear friends, let us confess our faith using the words of the Nicene Creed we confess together. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father and he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and Son together is worshiped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. 
Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Dear friends, go with God's blessing this day. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. Amen. Thank you for joining us in this time of worship. From all of us at St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School, we thank you for listening. More worship opportunities are available on our website at stpaulslutheran.net. Just click worship at the top of the page. May God bless you and your family each and every day. And again, thank you for listening.